Hello class and welcome to Othello Hour. Today we're going to be talking about the tragedy of Othello. But first, let's talk about what is a tragedy. According to literaryterms.net, a tragedy is, quote, a genre of a story in which a hero is brought down by his or her own flaws, usually by ordinary human flaws, flaws like greed, overambition, or even an excess of love, honor, or loyalty. In any tragedy, we start with the tragic hero, usually in his prime. The hero is successful, respected, and happy, but he has some tragic flaw that will ultimately cause his downfall. Usually the plot of the story follows a gradual descent from greatness to destruction. It's especially important that the hero end up isolated from all his friends and companions. In the end, we feel deep sadness and pity, also called pathos, for the hero. But we also feel a sense of understanding, a story warns us to guard against the ordinary flaws that brought down the hero. In Shakespeare's Othello, we recognize that Othello, who is married to the main character Desdemona, is that hero that suffers the tragic fall. But did you ever stop to look at why Desdemona is written into the play as a victim of the tragedy as well? This woman experiences her own tragedy because she is a woman in the wrong place, Venice, at the wrong time in history, sometime in the latter half of the 16th century, around the time that Venice was at war with the Ottoman Empire. In this podcast, let's delve into a closer look at this woman. Who is she? Based on her own words. How do others see her? Especially Othello. And how does this create her tragic fall? In this case, Desdemona's tragic end. So let's start first with who is a Desdemona, really? Desdemona first re reveals much about her character, and how she sees herself in response to her father in Act 1, Scene 3. Quote, I do perceive here a divided duty. To you, her father, I am bound for like an education. My life and education both do learn me how to respect you. You are the Lord of duty, close quote. She'd been educated to respect her father and her duty is to him. Quote, I am hitherto, meaning up to this time, your daughter, but here's my husband. Close quote. Desdemona is wise in her answer. She shows respect for her father and then uses this wisdom to turn his teaching of duty to her duty to honor her husband, referencing her mother to reveal her womanly art of cunning. Quote, and so much duty as my mother showed to you, preferring you before her father, so much I challenge that I may profess due to the more, my lord. Close quote. Her elopement allowed her to turn duty to Othello and away from her father in a way that her father could not disagree. She so clearly is witty enough to outsmart her father and get what she wants in her marriage to Othello. In the same scene, we see that she loves Othello sincerely. She states to her father and the Duke, starting at line 283, quote, that I love the more to live with him, my downright violence and storm of fortunes may trumpet to the world my heart's subdued even to the very quality of my lord. I saw Othello's visage in his mind, and to his honors and his valiant parts did I my soul and fortunes consecrate. Close quote. She loves Othello for his valiance and honor and has no reservation trumpeting it to the world. Desdemona also thinks her more noble and good, not the jealous type. In Act 3, Scene 4, line 26 through 32, it reads, quote, my noble moor is true of mind, and made of no such baseness as jealous creatures are, 
it were enough to put him to, to ill thinking. I think the son, where he was born, drew all such humors from him. Close quote. She also has no issue with his blackness or his being a moor. She speaks of the four bodily humors here that creates balance within the body. The bodily humor she references is the characteristic drawn from the body by the son of black vile that causes jealousy, according to Folger's Othello. She does not perceive baseness in his black, but thinks him noble and good. This reveals the goodness of her own character and how she sees herself in relation to him. She is trusting and has no reason at this point not to. When hearing about the origin of the handkerchief that Othello gave her, being of an enchantress after she has misplaced it, we see the presence of a Christian character in Desdemona. In Act 3, Scene 4, starting at line 90, it reads, quote, Then would to God that I had never seen it. Heaven bless us. Close quote. The Christian character of Desdemona reinforces the ideal of her being virtuous and true to Othello, aligning her chaste and noble character. Then things start to change, revealing more about Desdemona's strong virtue and her Christian character. Desdemona is quite in tune with Othello and notices his changes in humors, there's that word again in reference to the bodily fluids, almost instantly. In Act 3, Scene 4, Line 161, Desdemona says, quote, Something hath puddled his clear spirit. Close quote. When it is believed by Desdemona and Amelia that Othello has become jealous, suspecting her of being unfaithful, Desdemona witnesses the truth in her own words. In Act 3, Scene 4, Line 179, she strongly declares, Alas the day, I never gave him cause. She powerfully puts forth that she is a chaste woman who loves Othello. In Act 4, Scene 2, starting at Line 93, after being accused by Othello, who says he spoke seeds of sin, Desdemona replies, Quote, by heaven you do me wrong. No, as I am a Christian, if to preserve this for my Lord from any other foul unlawful touch, be not to be a strumpet. I am none. No, as I shall be saved. Close quote. Notice she based her value on her Christian virtue and her salvation. When Othello then asks if it were possible, she replies, O oh, heaven, forgive us. She sees the vile sin in his accusation, and then he mocks her, saying she is opposite St. Peter at the gates of hell, as one who seduces men down to hell. In her wisdom, she identifies this evil and prays in line 184, quote, Heaven, keep that monster from Othello's mind, close quote. Amelia even affirms this Christian prayer with her response, quote, Lady, amen, close quote. Desdemona remains true to her virtuous self, amidst accusations from Othello and the disbelief of other characters, even upon her deathbed. Just before she is smothered in Act 5, Scene 2, Line 104, while pleading, before she is about to be killed, she declares, quote, But while I say one prayer, close quote, this statement ends with an exclamation mark because she's not begging, but is making a statement of her innocence. Then, when she speaks a few last sentences before dying, this is after the first attempt of smothering, starting with line 144, she claims, quote, Oh, falsely, falsely murdered. A guiltless death I die. Commend me to my kind Lord. Oh, farewell, close quote. She is asking to be commended to her heavenly Lord as well as Othello, hoping he will recognize she has faithfully loved and honored the tragic hero. 
So as we see, Desdemona is quite noble and virtuous, even more so than Othello, who is overcome by the green-eyed monster and becomes her murderer. So now that we see Desdemona and who she really is, let's take a look at how others see Desdemona and how this creates her own personal tragedy. Starting with her father, Brabantio, we backtrack to Act 1, Scene 1, where Roderigo has awoken Brabantio to tell him Desdemona has eloped with Othello. Brabantio has much to say, starting with line 178, quote, It is too true and evil. Gone is she. And what to come of my despised time, the rest of his now hated life, is not but bitterness. Now, Rodrigo, where didst thou see her? Oh, unhappy girl! With the more, sayest thou, who would be a father? How didst thou know twas she? Oh, she deceives me. Past thought. What said she to you? Get more tapers. Raise all the all of my kindred. Are they married, think you? Question mark. Brabantio already sees Demona as evil without talking to her. Gone may mean banished from his protection and family. He also considers his life hated, as if she's defied the family. Unhappy girl, he has an exclamation, as if spoken out of anger and detesting Desdemona. And who would be a father? As if it would be awful to be a father to such a daughter. She has clearly disgraced her family. She says she deceives when he hasn't even spoken to her of her reasoning yet. He gets the entire household up because this is a serious issue, and he hopes they are not married, that he may save the family, their reputation and connection from a black man and the probability of having had sex out of wedlock. Her value is only in that of her sexuality and her value to the family. Brabantio continues in line 191 through 196, quote, Oh, heaven, how she got out. Oh, treason of the blood. Fathers, from hence, trust not your daughters' minds, but what you see them act. Is there not charms by which the property of youth and maidhood may be abused? Have you not read, Rodrigo, of some such thing? Close quote. Desdemona's father calls this treasonous to her family and implies her mind is not to be trusted and she is deceitful. He implies a woman can be charmed easily by any man into sex. He refers to her as property. She is seen as young and undefiled beforehand. That is what defines her worth, her virginity. In line 198, Ravancio calls Rodrigo good and remarks, quote, Oh, would you had had her, close quote. Brabantio wishes he had let her marry Rodrigo instead of being with the Moorish Othello, a former Muslim and black. After Desdemona speaks to her father of her duty to Othello as his wife, he then responds in Act 1, Scene 3, lines 72 through 76, quote, A to me. She is abused, stolen from me, and corrupted, close quote. Brabantio sees her as corrupted by the witchcraft used by Othello. He speaks of her being, quote, a maiden, never bold, and of spirit so still and quiet that her motion blushed at herself, close quote, in lines 112 through 114, convinced that the wicked Othello has bewitched her from the state that she had been. Yet in his final remarks, he turns on her quickly before he leaves. In lines 333 and 334, Brabantio slanders her. Quote, Look to her more, if thou hast eyes to see. She has deceived her father, and nay thee. Close quote. He leaves her for good, fatherless, seeing her only as deceitful and without value to him anymore. Rodrigo, who had first instigated Brabantio, saw her as fair in, when, in lines 134, 6 through 142, he begins, quote, that your fair daughter, 
at this odd even and dull watchton out out the night transported with no worse nor better guard but with a knave of common hire a gondolier to the gross clasps of a lascivious moor it would have been very inappropriate for a fair or virtuous desdemona a lady in this venetian society and time period to go out at night without a proper escort of a family male instead of a servant offering himself for hire to anyone. The metaphor here of common hire to Desdemona implies the trade of a prostitute. He continues in lines 148 through 152, quote, Your daughter, if you have not given her leave, I say again, hath made a gross revolt, tying her duty, beauty, wit, and fortunes in an extravagant and wheeling stranger of here and everywhere, close quote. He is declaring that Desdemona's elopement or leaving of her father to secretly marry for love is considered a revolt against her father, a lack of restraint or self-control on Desdemona's part. He is slandering her character because he was jilted by her and her father. Rodrigo does, however, desire her still. In a conversation with Rodrigo, Iago defines her as a super subtle Venetian, implying she is not virtuous. In Act 1, Scene 3, starting at 385, Iago states, It cannot be that Desdemona should long continue to love her more. It was a violent commencement in her, and thou shalt see an answerable sequestration, meaning an act of separating herself from her owner under the law, in this case, her father. When is sated, or satisfied, with his body, she will find error of her choice, close quote. Iago continues, appealing to Rodrigo's sexual desire for Desdemona, quote, If sanctimony and frail vow betwixt an erring barbarian and a super subtle Venetian be too hard for my wits and all the tribe of hell, thou shalt enjoy her, close quote. According to Iago, Desdemona is super subtle and to be enjoyed or a sexual thing, not a person. He believes with his wits he can separate them so she is available to please Rodrigo. Iago also views Desdemona as a fertile climate in Act 1, Scene 1, line 76, as he speaks of her worth to her kinsmen and how Othello plagues this field with flies by his sexual relations with her. He is defining her worth as that of her fertility. In Act 3, Scene 2, line 244, he paints her as a deceiver who does seal her father's eyes up close as an oak. Oak is very strong in solid wood. He is saying her deception with her father and in her character is strong and holds well. Iago then acts like Desdemona is honest while adding to Othello's belief that she's been unfaithful. And Iago may believe she is honest, but he doesn't care. He's focused on destroying Othello, even at the expense of Desdemona. In lines 492 through 494, he states to Othello, quote, she may be honest, Tell me about this. Have you not sometimes seen a handkerchief spotted with strawberries in your wife's hand? Close quote. In Act 4, Scene 1, lines 58 through 59, he remarks, quote, And many worthy and chaste dames, even thus, all guiltless, meet reproach. Close quote. Iago doesn't care about the tragic fall of Desdemona for the fall of Othello, whether virtuous or not. He is of the mindset that everyone is unchaste, especially since he is. Then in lines 88, 89, he declares, quote, and to suppose her chaste? No, let me know. And knowing what I am, I know that she, what she shall be, close quote. He is so wicked 
that he is convinced that no woman is capable of love, especially when it comes to Desdemona loving Othello. In Act 4, Scene 1, line 130, he claims, quote, I never knew woman love man so, close quote. And he is also convinced her life is so insignificant that he pronounces the best way to kill her. His lines, 228, 229, read, quote, Do it not with poison. Strangle her in her bed, even the bed that she have contaminated, close quote. He sees her as worthless, or even worse, worth murdering. One male character who sees the virtuousness in Desdemona is Cassio. In Act 2, Scene 3, Lines 349 and 50, he acknowledges this, quote, I will beseech the virtuous Desdemona to undertake me. Close quote. He seeks her help to regain his relationship with Othello. He also praises her in Act 2, Scene 1. In Lines 67 through 71, he describes and compliments Desdemona. Quote, most fortunately, he hath achieved a maid that Paragon's description of wilds and wilds, one that excels the quirks of blazoning pens, and in the sensual vesture of creation, does tire of the engineer. It is unfortunate that his understanding of her true character does not save her from her tragedy, because he's in a battle with Iago and Rodrigo when her death occurs. Even with the views of all these characters about Desdemona, there is one that matters most, and that is the one of Othello. How he sees her defines her ultimate destiny. Even with the views of all these characters about Desdemona, there is only one that matters most, and that is the one of Othello. How he sees her defines her ultimate destiny. At first, Othello calls Desdemona fair lady, meaning a virtuous woman from place of love and respect, and says that they both fell in love. In Act 1, Scene 2, Lines 142 through 147, he declares, Until she come, as truly as to heaven, I do confess the vices of my blood, how I did thrive in this fair lady's love, and she in mine. He loves her so much, he says, quote, I will deny her nothing, close quote, in Act 3, Scene 3, Line 94. Then Iago starts his evil tactics and puts that thought of doubt in his mind in Act 3. He creates the illusion Desdemona is unfaithful with Cassio. Quote, O beware, my lord, of jealousy. It is a green-eyed monster which doth mock the meat it feeds on. Close quote. And Othello begins to believe it. In scene three, lines 267, Othello remarks, quote, And yet, how nature erring from itself? Close quote. He is referring to Desdemona erring from her virtue as a woman. Listening to Iago, and without asking Desdemona herself, he finally succumbs to his doubt, beginning with the line 299, quote, This fellow's of exceeding honesty and knows all qualities with a learned spirit of human dealings. Close quote. So Iago is believed because he's a man. Othello goes on, quote, She's gone, I am abused, and my relief must be to loathe her. Oh, curse of marriage, that we can call this delicate creature ours and not their appetites. Close quote. Now he sees her like Iago, a creature of desires and lusts, not one of virtues and goodness. Othello then turns monster, and he seeks to kill her, with lines 483 through 490. Quote, O oh, monstrous, monstrous, but this denoted a foregone conclusion. Tis a shrewd doubt, though it be but a dream. I'll tear her all to pieces. Close quote. He sees her as a rebellious devil in Act 4, Scene 3, lines 8 and 9. 
quote, for here's a young and sweaty devil here that commonly rebels, close quote. In Othello's mind, a female's sexuality is in direct correlation with honor, though not outwardly stated in this play. In Act 4, Scene 1, lines 18 through 25, Othello declares, quote, She is protectress of her honor, too. May she give that? Her honor is an essence that's not seen. They have it oft, that have it not. Comes o'er my memory, as doth the raven or the infectious house. Close quote. She has infected his house or his marriage with a lack of sexual virtue and made him a horned man or a monster and a beast. He is a cuckold or man whose wife is sexually unfaithful. He finally discusses ways to kill her with a raging tone in Act 4, Scene 1, lines 202 through 227, and strikes Dextamona, calling her devil in line 270. He speaks of her turning personality in lines 286 through 290 and how she paints tears as deception. In Act 4, Scene 2, line 37, Othello asks Desdemona if she is loyal and true. She responds that she is. He replies in line 47, quote, Heaven truly knows that thou art false as hell. Close quote. He doesn't believe her words at all, and there is no turning back. He does the deed and murders his virtuous Desdemona, convinced she has been unfaithful. Understanding the nature of Desdemona and how she is perceived by others reveals how her tragedy was created. Desdemona's nobility as a prominent Venetian woman contributes to Othello's nobility, or the tra case, the tragic hero, as a strong military general. They begin with a love between them and the union of marriage. If Desdemona had been a deceitful character, Othello would be justified in her murder, and therefore Othello would not have his tragic fall. Desdemona needed to be a strong character, confident and such, to equal Othello's hubris or pride. If she were weak, Othello's pride would overpower her character and hinder her strength in pursuing Othello about Cassio, therefore creating the environment for jealousy. Desdemona is food for Hamartia, the fatal flaw leading to the downfall of this tragic hero because he has someone to be jealous about, someone who is wholesome and looked upon as noble, virtuous, and significant. He has to have someone to make a judgment error about that leads to his destruction. Desdemona is the ideal character for this, and Iago feeds the idea of doubt for the wrongful judgment to form. Desdemona's goodness creates a contrast for the wicked Iago to work off of. The opposition or contrast is needed to build Othello's character before the flaw or the fall. Without her virtue and goodness, a catharsis, meaning an elimination of a complex by bringing it to consciousness and giving it expression, would have no impact in this play as it has a strong theme of the moral issues of virtue, goodness, love, and trust versus pride, lack of virtue, doubt, mistrust, and ultimately jealousy. So in conclusion, Desdemona was a victim of a tragedy in Othello because she built the main character and created the relationship needed for the hero to have a tragic fall with both of them ending in tragedy. No matter how virtuous and good she was, the time and place of this play, along with the power of the male characters over her, controlled her fate. Her goodness could not see her through and keep her safe and alive. She fell victim to the tragedy of Othello, creating her own tragic end. I believe that it is safe to say that any good character in Shakespeare's plays closely tied to a tragic hero 
is never able to walk away unscathed or impacted by the tragic hero. In this case, it cost Desdemona her life. The wicked ones may walk away if they aren't caught. Amelia may have even escaped impact if she'd not revealed what she knew. Or would she? Because Desdemona's death would haunt her the rest of her life. I guess that's a discussion for another podcast. Until then, be mindful of what tragic heroes may be lurking in your path. And keep, and keep reading Shakespeare! <laughs>